Okay. Hi, Dustin. Hey, Uber. <laughs> starting a little late tonight. It's all good. That's cool. You know, all of a sudden I didn't do it and split our audio channels. There we go. Hey, there you go. That's better. All right, let's try again. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Hi, Dustin. Hey, Uber. All right, the audio channels are split. We're good to go now. Sweet. Oh, boy. All right. Welcome, everybody. Um, it's the Hoopercast, and um, and this is us, just yeah. starting late, having problems with the mixer, and uh, doing our thing. Just is what it is. It is what it is. Um, what it is also is is on YouTube.com slash Hoopercast, and yes. uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, if you like to listen, or you can do both. So, um yeah. Okay. So let's cut right to the chase, Dustin. We're, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's week, th- whatever of, 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 um, of, I guess I don't want to call it quarantine, but people are, um, of, um, um, oh, what are the people calling it? It like, is kind not, of quarantine, not, but not isolation, but they're calling it like, um, lockdown. That's what it is. Lockdown. Yeah. There you yeah, go. So we got stay at home orders all over the place. People looking for stuff to watch and studios yeah. are responding by it's starting to drop theatrical stuff onto streaming services a lot earlier than they normally would have. Yep. And we talked last week about how, or a couple weeks ago, we talked about how Onward was going to be on Disney plus. Yeah. And, uh, and it is, and we watched it and we have some thoughts. Yeah. So let's talk about Onward. In times of old, the world was full of wonder and magic, but times change. Morning, Mom. Hey, birthday boy. By the laws of yore, I must dub thee a man today. Kneel before me. That's okay. I have a gift from your dad. He just said to give you this when you were both over 16. (gasps) No way! It's a wizard staff. Dad was a wizard. What? Your dad was an accountant. This spell brings him back. For one whole day, Dad will be back. What? Back? Like back to life? That's not possible. It is with this. I'm gonna meet Dad. So Onward, um, released in 2020, um, was directed by Dan Scanlon, um, also written an original story by Dan Scanlon. Um, You know him. He's a Pixar alum. Um, And it stars Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Octavia Spencer, and a whole host of other people um, who you know and have heard of. Um, Onward is – you want me to go ahead and give the the quick uh, synopsis here? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sure. So Onward is the story of two brothers, Ian and Barley. They are elves, and their father passed away when they were both quite young. Uh, Barley has a few memories of him, but Ian, the younger brother, has no memories of him. Um, He died uh, really before, I guess, before Ian was born or right thereafter. Very Um, early on. Very early on. Yeah. Right. Um, So Ian, our protagonist, played by Tom Holland, on his 16th birthday is given a magical staff, um, like a, a, a wizard's staff um, mm. by his mother um, that is from his father. And basically uh, it also contains a way to resurrect his father for one day only um, so that his father can see the kind of 
boys that uh that, that they have become and so the, the men they've become so um so that's the general thrust of the story however um as inciting incidents go um the the spell does not work quite as intended and they're left with just their father's legs and so basically just waist down and so they take these legs on a magical journey to find a way to resurrect him completely um, but they only have 24 hours to do that and uh and so it's going to be a a huge journey through this fantastic world that uh, pixar's created here um a little bit similar to like if you're if, if you remember the movie bright by david Ayer, yes. um it, it's a little bit like that right it's this lord of the rings-esque uh you know mythical world where um you know wizards and elves and dwarves and all of that you, you know cyclopses and minotaurs and all of that all live in peace however um it's sort of ramped up to modern day and they kind of forgot all the magic that used to be in the world and they're you know just doing normal things like we do yeah. like scrolling through facebook and yeah. driving to work every day and so um so that's sort of the 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 world but the these two boys are gonna um traverse this uh crazy world and uh try to reclaim a little bit of that old magic yeah so they're on they're on yeah. a mythical quest they are um a mythical quest in a modern world. Yes, indeed. There we go. That's the elevator pitch. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. What was uh, what was your star rating for this? Do you want to go ahead and give that? Sure. Um, I. You know what? I. I think I'm gonna go like. I guess I'll go four on our new six star uh rating system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's good. It's not great. Um, but it's better than just okay. So uh, so four. Yeah, I, I I have the same thoughts. I gave it three and a half. Okay. Um, I think I I wrote the, okay. Here's here's I'll I'll paraphrase what's on Letterbox. You can sure. follow me on that. Where's that thing? There's that thing. There it is. Uh, Carnivsy. Okay. So onward. Uh, I said it's really imaginative, uh, and I think that the premise is cool. Post magic world where mythology still remains part of culture. I think that the emotional beats of the film are its best attribute. Everything having to do with them wanting to longing to even have a minute of time with their dead father um, is really endearing and, and and you you really feel their longing um, for that time with this person that they barely knew. And, um, yeah. and I love a good hero's journey. And sure. those are all the reasons on paper that I would like this movie. Um, I think what bothers me about this film was that I, it didn't feel to me like a Pixar movie. Um, mm-hmm. It felt, uh, it didn't, it felt like it wasn't restrained in a lot of the ways that, Pixar normally is or subtle in the way that Pixar normally is. Um, I, it felt like a really good idea that was executed by a lesser studio like universal or dreamworks. Um, but there's good stuff here. The third act is great. I think that, um, kids though, especially are going to be bored by especially the first act, which spends a lot of time building the world and and introducing the characters and, and selling you on the relationships so as far as it goes as a kid's movie, you might get some kids kind of tuning out at the beginning. But, you know, as you know, when they start getting in vans and they start driving and there's more stuff happening, the kids will kind of rein in and pay attention more. Um, so I thought that it was structurally pretty solid and straightforward. Um, I just despite that, I'm a little surprised I just didn't connect with the story through most of the film for whatever reason. Um, it's perfectly good film and I and I would watch it again. Um, but I don't think it deserves to be counted among Pixar's best films, um, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. 
Um, so yeah, on a six star system, I, I agreed. I was like, it's not, it's not, it's better than okay. I just wouldn't call it great. I'd, I'd yeah. call it solid. Um, sure. and so I gave it three and a half. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A safe three and a half choice. I think, especially I, I, I mean, I wrote that the, the next morning. So I was, I had a little bit of time to let it percolate. I haven't heard anyone's thoughts on this movie. Um, yeah. Besides, you know, outside of my house. So, Yeah. Um, that's one of the perks of lockdown. Um, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to talk about stuff and hear yeah. people's well, it's all opinions. over, you know, like film news, like p- par- sure. parents are in their feelings about Omar and it's like, sure. Why? I mean, like as a parent, like that's one of the things that was, that maybe was a personal connection for me for the movie was just like, I kept imagining, like I kept thinking about the dad. I was like, this guy doesn't have any idea what's going on. I'm sure he assumes that, that they've done the spell. Cause he's wondering, yeah what's what the hell's happening yeah yeah but he can't hear them you know he can't speak to them you know he mm-hmm. just he can just tell by a, you know a couple of you know set up and pay off character things that these are his sons and mm-hmm. he can probably assume they're trying to get to trying to get to the place to finish the spell but yeah. he's he, he is very much unaware of what's happening and i kept thinking like what if i were him like i'd be thinking like oh wow they only have a day you know and and as the movie progresses and then we get to the end of the film, I kept thinking like, I wonder what that guy's thinking. Like th- that's yeah, what yeah. I, I want to see like a, um, a short film that's his top half. It, yeah. In, it's in just the, his in top the half. Afterlife, just, yeah. just assuming what's happening. Yeah. You know, um, that'd be great. Yeah. Just, I, I feel like Pixar should do a short, uh, where it's, you know, I don't know. The top half. On where yeah. to call it inward. <gasps> oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I basically agree with everything that you said. Um, I, I didn't really connect very well. Um, and, and, and I don't think it's any fault of the film necessarily. We, we I mean, point out that that Pixar has so many great films. Yeah. It's not really a failure of this film to be effective. It's it's sure. just it's lack of exceptionalism. Yeah, exactly. This studio's other films. Exactly. I mean, look, we're we're going to talk about in a few minutes yeah. some of the some of their better films, and 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 we'll give a few reasons why we think they are as great as they are. Yeah. Um. And and this just doesn't reach those heights. And and so there's something about it. You know, I, I I agree with you. I think it doesn't quite feel like a Pixar movie because it almost feels like a studio trying to ape or mimic the the Pixar formula. Yeah. Right. Like. Um, okay, now we do, you know, funny scene. Now we do heartfelt scene. Now we do goofy character. Now we do whatever. And and it just kind of like felt like it was going through the motions of a Pixar movie, but it never really managed to, to truly connect. And, and I mean, I felt some things, right? Like, like I knew what they were trying to get me to feel and I, and I felt some of those things, but I didn't feel I didn't feel it naturally. I felt it because the film was telling me to feel it. Yeah. And I think that's the difference, right? Like, again, we'll talk about it later, but there are some Pixar films where the the emotion in the audience just comes out. The film doesn't have to coax it out. It's yeah. just there. Um, and, and, and in here, I do think there was a little bit of coaxing involved. Um, you know, I think, I think the performances were great. You know, Chris Pratt, Tom Holland, they did a great job. Um, but, but I think that, um, Especially for Ian, um, who's our protagonist, I thought he was a little bland through most of it, um, especially when compared to Barley, who even though he may be a little one note, um, although he does pick up another added dimension later in the film, yeah. um, he he 
Ian just seemed bland to me. Um, and, and I think, I think that could be partially that they tried to do two things with Ian. The first was that they wanted us to connect with this emotional, like longing he had to spend time with his dad. And they also wanted us to weirdly feel for him that he couldn't connect with his classmates. And I felt like that was disconnected from the story as a whole. I was confused later on. I was like his, 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 his isolation at school is sort of meaningless. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really mean it's about your, your, your lack of a, of a, of a male presence, a male authority figure in your life. It has nothing to do with whether you have friends or not. It, in fact, it would serve the story more that you were well liked by your close circle of friends, but you still still felt like you were missing something. Exactly. And, and, and I think very easily this film could have taken place over like summer break and, and you cut out all the school stuff and it would have been fine. Um, it wouldn't have altered the story much at all. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I think there's, there's a, a few parts like that where I felt like, oh, that could go, like we could cut that. That doesn't really pay off. That's part of what um, makes the first act drag. It does. It's unnecessary set up. Yeah. And, and then there's a few superfluous characters too. I mean, um, the, the Manticore is, is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has some sort of an arc, um, the mother going on the journey with the Manticore, that's fine too. But well, like the Manticore has an immediate arc. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> an arc and then an arc back. And then yeah. it's weird. And, and so, you know, I feel like, I feel like some of the other characters though, I feel like could probably go, I mean, um, you, you have the war, the, um, the other cop who is dating the mom and, and he's fine, but then, yeah, yeah, you have, but then you have like other cops and you have, um, uh, crap, uh, Anyway, there there are other characters. Anyway, yeah. the 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 characters can go right, like like they don't they don't really serve a purpose, and you can write in a like around them kind of. Um, and then and then for me, the main thing that kind of confused me through it, and and you touched on it, is is you have the dad's lower half. I never was clear like was there a top half in the afterlife doing things like going places, or was the top half just non-existent? And you just have the bottom half. But then like part of me is almost like, why even have that at all? Like if it were me writing this, I would have like his, like I would have him show up, right? Like in that, in that opening scene, the, the Phoenix stone or whatever is bringing him back and he pops in Mm -hmm. and then disappears completely. Yeah. And then it's the two brothers on the, on the journey without him, without the legs, because the legs don't do anything. Because then you can't, you can't check that box of the funny nonverbal sidekick character thing. Yeah. But this, this is the rooster from Moana, you know? Uh, Yeah. Again, it's, it's going through the motions of what a Disney Pixar movie is, but that's why it feels like it's a different studio. It feels like a something Pixar would have gone. This is what people are going to expect and we shouldn't do that. Right. And, and I, I just felt like the legs, there, there were more questions than there were like anything like, because at one point he starts dancing and I'm like, that's the only thing I can think of that where I I would, I would miss that gag, you know? Yeah. In that moment. Yes. But mostly I'm sort of thinking, eh. And and it, and it is a good gag. It is a good moment. Um, but I think, I think that the legs become like a, a storytelling or they could do two things. They could become a storytelling crutch where, you know, Oh, the, the legs just exist to get the boys in trouble. Right. Or, right. or it just becomes like, you know, something the boys have to worry about. Like 
oh no, they're going to find out it's just legs. Um, and, and I just think that that's kind of a, a cheap way of getting like of there being stakes. Right. Um, so anyway, I don't know. I think I would have just done away with the legs like completely. Um, I, I would have had, I think it would have been more emotional to have the dad pop in and see the boys and the boys see him. And before he can say a word, yeah, he's, he's gone again. Right. And then it's like, Oh, there's a chance. Like we, all we have to do is do it right. And we can have him back. And, um, but then I guess the question is like, well, how do you, how do you pay off this thing at the end where it's like, okay, you've got 24 hours. And so he's going to get like, sorry, spoilers, my bad. Um, shoot. I just trounced all over it. Um, anyway. Yeah. So things happen in the film. Uh, I've never done that before. That's weird. Um, anyway, the point is like, you have to, you have to have a moment to pay that off, right? That, yeah. that you have 24 hours to do a thing, but yeah. if he pops in and vanishes, do you, do the 24 hours still apply or right. like, is it 24 hours from the moment where it works or how does that work? And so I think it'd just be another thing to explain. But anyway, the point is, I think the legs could go. Uh, sorry, I spoiled it guys. Like yeah, it, it's well, I mean, here's what I think. I think that the problem with the legs is that you have something that can't emote, Yes. And you and and there's clearly at least by evidence of the film there's no good like, you know, silent film kind of like fun things you can do with it that make you feel for this pair of legs. Yeah. Um you know, and instead of feeling for them, you sort of feel like it's just like this cheap gag and it's not sure. their father. He, he, it's not the MacGuffin, it's not the the yeah. object of desire in yeah. the screenplay. And you know, frankly, I kept thinking things like, does he have to pee? <laughs> right. I mean, right. He, 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 I don't know how low your bladder is. Is your bladder below your belt line? I mean, uh, does he I have a know. bladder? It's a good question. So he has genitals, but he doesn't have a bladder. <laughs> so does he have to pee? Mm-hmm. Or if he had to, could he pee? But he hasn't had anything to drink. And theoretically. That's true. If he has a bladder, it's empty. Yeah, it would be empty. And he wouldn't have to poop because he has no, no stomach that has digested yeah. food and, you know. Yeah. But then, but then the other question is, is there blood flow to these legs? If so, what is that being pumped by? Yeah. It, you know? It, it, it sounds silly, like we're, we're joking around, but the, yeah, it, we really, it really does, like, it, I mean, it, it really is no more than, like, listen, it's a movie for kids. It's fine to have a pair of legs flopping around in the back of a van, and that's fun. Yeah. But 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 to me, it really is just like, no, but but that has to make some kind of sense. And as an adult who's supposed to appreciate these movies and as an adult who has been satisfied by other Pixar films that took the time to explain things like this or at least make them make sense, it yeah. felt like a really big gap in story logic. Like, OK, I get that this is a gag, but this should mm-hmm. make a little bit of sense so that I can accept it as as the yeah. adult watching. And it, and, it feels and like it, something that Pixar would have thought it, it of. would have thought of, but, but other, yeah. that's why I say other studios because other studios just go, eh, it's funny. Kids will like it. And they forget that there are adults watching this movie who yeah. want to have a good time as well. And they yeah. tune out when just silly shit's going on that yeah. we can't explain. So, right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's all right. I mean, all, I mean it, it's on Disney plus right now. I think, I mean, it is worth checking out. It's yeah, you know, totally. your, your kids are going to want to see it. So, you know, I just think that, you know, when it comes to ranking, um, which we will do after this break coming up, um, uh, it's, it's, it sits, uh, not near the top for me. 
Yeah, no, I I would agree. Yeah. And, but but I think I think that it is better than uh, quite a few Pixar movies. So so it is worth seeing. It was right in the but, middle, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, for me, I'll go ahead and say this right before the break. It is mathematically in the middle of my list. <laughs> is it really? It, it's not there for me, but I, okay. I got you. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's do this. Let's go to break. We'll come back. We'll talk about our 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 all of our the Pixar films ranked for us. We've never done this before. Mm-hmm. Um, so spoiler coming up. We're going to spoil all the Pixar m- movies probably somehow uh, in the course of this. So we'll be right back on the Hoopercast Movie Hour. Thank you. time i mention like 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 things like this pair of legs maybe having a penis i see you put your mm. hand in your head like your your head in your hand like uh, 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 like we're we're, we're discussing we were, this hoping now. we were past this behavior and then being right. always disappointed it's fine, <laughs> it's, fine. <laughs> it's weird because it, i've been watching past videos lately um and and you've been doing that a lot in this last <laughs> run of films. You did it a lot during the Shape of Water, where um, oh. where I kept talking about the fish man. I was on like a six minute jag about <laughs> fish man sex, and you were so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, that's great. That sounds about right. Oh, that's a good one. Though. That's a good episode, the Shape of Water, because I think yeah, yeah. the other one. I think it was Ready Player One and Shape of mm. Water. No, no, it was um. Wrinkle in time, I think. Oh, so we talk about that, and then we did ship of water. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I later saw the movie, or yeah, sat in the room while it was on, and I was like, Ugh. "Oof, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a film." That movies, yeah, movies, kind of a mess. Hey, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna do our Pixar rankings here. Uh, we got twenty two films to go through, and and yeah. and not as not a lot of time. So sure. I will say that we're going to probably spoil the movies. So if you're listening, you don't want to be spoiled for whatever reason, um, I guess stop listening. But this is a this is a good list, I'll say preemptively. And yeah. I say that because we did an episode called the, the Great Disney Pixar Bracket. And mm-hmm. we did some March Madness bracket that someone had put together of, the, of uh, you know, Disney films on one side, Pixar films on the other, and seeded them. And then they faced off and whatever. And it's a super long, but... Probably one of our best episodes we've ever done. Um, yeah, it's a good episode. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a it was a good long discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so there's a little taste of our opinions in there, but there's a few films that have been released since that, um, and you know, my opinions are all over the place. They change, so yeah, yeah. we're gonna start at the bottom of our list, okay. and we'll just go to the top and see if we agree. Um, okay. So, uh, Dustin, my number twenty two on the yes. list is cars Two. how about you that is also mine <laughs> okay I, I i full disclosure i cannot get through this movie i tried three times <laughs> so, i cannot do it dustin had not seen the film and he had to to, to, to this list and he would keep texting me <laughs> just, i can't do it 
it's such a bad movie. And and again, we're starting at the bottom here, so we're, we're allowed to say the very worst. I, my list is sectioned into bad, good, great, exceptional, yeah. and I, I, I even grouped it by star ratings. I would, I would, so just in, I'm going to retroactively grade all these films as we go. So mm-hmm. Cars 2 is a one star, and it's lucky to get that because yeah. this is one of the only movies that they've made, that Pixar's made, where I think this is direct to DVD yeah. swill. You yes. know, it's, it's the, 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 pl- I mean, you're, you're watching, you, you know, this, I mean, like the, the plot is not about lightning McQueen really at all. It's right. this, it's them saying Mater is popular. Let's make a movie where Mater is the subject. And for, and, which would have been, it's a fine short film acceptable to an extent, but it was yeah. two wrongs. It was, we're going to make Mater the main character. Yeah. First mistake. Yep. Second of all, we're going to have him be a spy. Yes. This is, a, I know it's called Cars, so it could be about Cars doing anything, but you kind of established that Cars is about Lightning McQueen. Or or at least that it has things that Cars are known for, like driving fast. <laughs> <laughs> Not karate. Karate. That makes no sense Karate. Karate. Yes. That makes no sense. It makes sense. me so sad that Emily Mortimer and Michael Caine are, Michael are, Caine. are in this. It makes me so, so upset. And it makes me fearful of what Michael Caine will do for a paycheck. Can we just, just note for a second that Michael Caine is in a film with Larry the Cable Guy? And I guarantee is, you part of what drew them to the, to the, I guarantee you they didn't read the script and I guarantee mm-hmm. you that they took it because they saw Paul Newman's name on the first movie and they were like, well, Paul Newman was in this. I mean, that's, or they just saw Pixar and they said, Oh, I can trust oh, that. I trust this brand. Yeah. Because up to that point you could. God. Cars, so cars two is, he, a, is a shit pile. I, I, I don't he, say that lightly. Here's the thing, like, like I watched it, and and so first of all, it is nonstop gibberish. It is, it never shuts <laughs> up. It is just Larry the Cable Guy, yeah, doing his shtick for like, like doesn't even take breaths in between these lines. It's just over and over and over, yeah, and with the occasional like, oh wow, in the middle of it, <laughs> and that's it. That's all it is. And, and, and the moment that I like checked out, although I was already checked out by this point, but the moment that I officially was like, turn the television off that I was like, I don't think I can watch this. I know there, there's a moment where lightning McQueen like goes up to like meet some dude is like, we're going to do a race and here's lightning McQueen and McQueen comes up and, and, and Mater comes up and pees on the floor. And he's like, oh, I've never leaked before. And he and he like drives away. And I'm like, you just had a car pee on the floor. I can't do this. And then and then he runs off to the bathroom. And I'm like, why do cars need a bathroom? None of this makes any logical sense. We just talked about it, it, before the break a pair of legs that that you you would think a, a smart studio like Pixar would would think through like how does this work? Why? Yeah. Why did nobody say cars don't don't pee? <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things where you, you this is one of those things where you sort of go, okay, in this world because it's been talked about over and over again, like how do the cars do any any sort of maintenance that needs fine motor skills? Right. No pun in, no fucking pun intended. Um, Some pun. Please, no, no, really, <laughs> no. Um, 
like fix computers or like do surgery or things like that. It's just, okay, fine. There's foot pedals that start this, this film projector that Lightning McQueen uses, but who built the foot pedal? Who, 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 who wired it up? Who someone had to do. It's so it's, it's really disturbing to think about if it were humans, where are they? And if it's not, then it's, it's one of those things where it's just look at cars are people and they can do stuff and just don't worry about it. It's like, okay, fine, fine. Mm -hmm. Even accepting that premise, which I accept for the other two cars films. Sure. There are, these cars are outfitted with guns. Who loads the magazine? Who makes bullets? Who pours gunpowder into a little cartridge? But here's a better question. With the guns, I was going to bring up the guns too. Why are they shooting guns? If a car gets shot with a gun, it just makes a bullet hole. It, it doesn't, doesn't have stop a, it anything. It doesn't have a heart. Well, but that's the question. If you opened up a car door for cars, would like internal organs fall out? Yeah. Like, are these cars actually running on blood and, and organs? Like they're humans just in car shape? It's, 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 I love, I love two thirds of the cars movies, but the, 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 the world building and the premise is really thin. If you, if you'd ask too many questions, it falls apart. It in falls cars apart. Too. Yeah. It is. It makes no sense. And I think that's why they walk it back for the, for cars three and they refocus the plot on lightning and racing. Oh, they totally walk Because, it because they sort of realized like we opened up too many questions about how the world works and yeah. the movie just came off as kind of offensive, you know, in a way. Yeah, totally. Cars two sucks. Um, it's awful. It has a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is that's the only, that is the only Pixar movie that is, is rotten. Really? Yes. Cause I would think number 21 on my list, Toy Story four, would have gotten a rotten rating. Is that so? That is that is also number twenty one on my wow. list. Wow. Um, however, <sighs> on Rotten Tomatoes, it is the seventh highest rated Pixar movie of is all time. Is it the nineties? It is ninety seven. Jesus. Ninety seven percent of critics gave that film a favorable review. Now, again, we've uh, talked about Ron Tomatoes. That does not mean that the film, that no. these critics all said it was an A+. Plus. It means a bunch of people, a bunch of critics liked it. A bunch of critics reason. liked it, whatever that means. <sighs> uh, I did not like it. And, and the only reason it's mm -hmm. at 21 rather than 22, even mm -hmm. though this film pisses me off, yeah. it is because Cars 2 somehow pisses me off more and I can't get through it. Yeah, At least with Toy Story 4, I got through it. There's some and, things to like in Toy Story 4, but Cars 2 is just a – it really is. And I'm sorry that I keep saying it in such a crass, uncreative way. <laughs> it's a shit pile of a film it is stupid it shouldn't have been released theatrically it's a, it was just it's just a bad movie it's just yeah. a bad movie yeah. but i would also give toy story 4 a one star and i don't know why i gave it last year when we reviewed it but i'm I'm, yeah. I'm changing my review it's a one star because at the end of the day it does piss me off and it yeah. pisses me off because it takes a trilogy that i otherwise love and you know all the reasons like we love the trilogy it should have ended and then they kept it going so it's like okay yeah. fine well what's the reason they kept it going and the reason is stupid and the reason is we're going to change the character's philosophies we're going to reverse course on a bunch of things that we've established and while there's a few good things in here that are kind of fun um there's more missed opportunities than there are completed opportunities yep. Yep. like all the Benson stuff is great but they don't do anything with it and Duke Kaboom I thought was stupid I know you guys liked it more than me but I, I didn't like Duke Kaboom okay I hate Duke Kaboom um yep. and 
everything you know what what they do to Buzz Lightyear in this movie, uh, the inclusion of Key and Peele, I thought was again lesser studio. The only reason this felt like a Pixar film to me is because these are legacy characters with legacy yeah. cast voices, yeah. and and there was some care in the better scenes to yeah. to the 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 kind of subject matter that Pixar is getting better at darker subject matter, more bleak subject matter and making it palatable for kids. They did do that here and they did, um, execute it well to an extent, but so much of this movie is just a disappointment that I, it really went to the bottom of my list quick when I was really thinking about it. Yeah. I don't remember what I gave it when we initially reviewed it, but, but it is now one of my least favorite films, uh, be, and and only because look look uh, before I say that there like you said there are some great things here or there are some good things here I mean there there's general you know uh, these filmmakers know what they're doing right like mm-hmm. like as far as shot composition uh, the the score the performances the animation like the actual quality of the character animation it's all great it's all first class. Um, the, the problem is in the writing. I, I, I think it's a betrayal of the characters that were set up, the philosophies that were set up. I think it um, completely misunderstands what made Toy Story work. Um, I think it raises more questions than answers about the world building, um, similar to Cars 2. It, it, it kind of, to me, ruined the mystique. Uh, now it does not retroactively ruin the original films because they, they are so great, but but this this just completely misunderstands and mishandles everything within the IP. And um, and while there are some good things, and and I would certainly watch some scenes again, I don't know that I'll ever sit back down and watch this whole film, um, at least not voluntarily. And um, and 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 what happens at the end? We talked a little bit about this when we talked about Onward before the break. It feels like they're coaxing emotion out of you. It it is just running rampant in this film. They are totally trying to make you feel things that you don't naturally feel. Um, and, And the case in point here, again, we said spoilers, is at the end when Woody and Buzz say their goodbyes, I can't accept that that is a a logical character choice for Woody to make. And so I can't feel the emotion of it, but you are trying so hard to manipulate me into an emotion that I see straight through it because it's not something that I, I even can agree to feel. Um, And so, so it feels like blatant manipulation, blatant mishandling, misunderstanding is lowest common denominator. It's something that kids won't question because they don't understand the finer points of the, the, the philosophical, philosophical difference between Toy Story one, two and three and four. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot I could say about this, but, but bottom line, I I just disagree with every choice this film made. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and it's just, it's just, it's just so, it's so disappointing. It is. It's so disappointing. All right. The last, the last thing on my list in the, in the bad section Mm -hmm. that I would consider I rated it bad. I know you don't agree is I have my 20th as monsters university. Okay. I know that's probably much higher up your list. It is. Um, and I, I don't like monsters university because it fits the same thing with the whole criticisms of onward and cars Two and toy story four of mm. this feels, this feels like a, like a, 
a lesser studio thing. It sure. feels like, uh, I just, just the whole, uh, I mean, on paper, it's, I, I wasn't psyched about it when they announced it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then I saw it and I just wasn't really, imp- I just didn't feel like it was executed to the standards of Pixar sure. to me. Um, why is it highlighting all your getaway Skype information? It's showing up all your information. No. Okay. Well, um, and, uh, there it goes. Um, and I, yeah, I just wasn't, I don't know. Um, sure. I wasn't into it. It just, it's a prequel. I don't know. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, Monsters University is sitting at an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, <laughs> that is towards the bottom of the list. Where is it on your list? On my list, it is one, two. Hold on. I lost count. Oh, <laughs> did you not number him? Number no, one? I have it. So it's eight. Wow. It's eight on my list. Yeah, I have it pretty high. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I love Monsters University. Um, I, I guess I can go ahead and talk about it while we're, sure. while we're here rather yeah. than revisiting it later in the conversation. Yeah. Um, for me, no, I, I would agree with you. I think, I think it does feel different. Um, but for me, um, I think, I think the meat of it is, uh, there's a good story behind it. Um, I, I, I generally, generally find stories of, uh, college life, you know, to be pretty interesting just by themselves, simply because there's a lot of growth that happens generally for characters in college. Um, and so the Mike Wazowski character as a, as a main protagonist, I think was, uh, a really great thing. Um, it, it allowed us to see what he wanted and then, and then what's great is over the, it actually sort of, to me, adds to the lore of Monsters, Inc. in that we see how desperately Mike Wazowski wants a thing mm-hmm. and then his direction changes only to then have him be open in Monsters, Inc. to sort of redefining what all of this was and then essentially living out what he always wanted to do. Um, so when you, when you pair them together, I do think it builds on Monsters, Inc. in a weird way because it is a prequel. Um, but I, I just really enjoy the through line of Mike Wazowski from this early spot where we see him as, you know, we see him in like preschool and then in college and then, and then we see him, you know, as an adult and, and, uh, and I just really love that through line. And I love the, the story of how these two friends became friends. You know, it's kind of an unlikely pairing anyway. Um, and, and I, I just really enjoyed it. I think bottom line, uh, this isn't one of their deepest films and it's certainly not one of the most emotionally affecting, but it is incredibly fun to watch. I have fun every time I watch it. Um, and, and, and I just love the, uh, the energy behind it. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you that I think maybe it is a, a lesser, uh, uh, it feels like a different studio, right? But I think um, it's—I I think it's a cool, like, it's just a different flavor for Pixar because it's not one of those like super emotional movies. It's just a fun buddy comedy, yeah. and and I think that that's a lot of fun and and something new and different that that they tried. And and you know maybe maybe you could argue that they tried some emotional beats in there and it didn't work. I think they did. I just don't think they were incredibly emotional. It was just like oh cute or oh you know whatever. But um you know it wasn't as deep as as you know Monsters Inc. Maybe, but I thought it was 
more fun to watch. So it is actually higher than Monsters, Inc. on my list. Yeah, I, I think that I just wasn't into that genre being tackled in that way because I think for me, just the Pixar brand, especially like those characters were sort of executed in a different different light. Although Monsters, Inc. is lighter and less introspective than the other films, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I think I think it's just like in terms of genre and in terms of tone, it's something different that Pixar is something different than Pixar's ever done. And so yeah. for me, I, I really enjoyed it. All right. My now we're into the phase of my list where we're in two star territory. Um, OK. And I'm going to go ahead and just give you these next three and to see if they're okay. anywhere close to yours, because John yep. said um, there's a couple in not in this area. I showed John my list and he was surprised a couple of mine were as low as they were. Um, uh-huh. So I have a Bugs Life at 19, uh, okay. The Good Dinosaur at 18, and Ratatouille at 17. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I have Ratatouille higher. Um, I have so I have The Good Dinosaur at 20, and I have a Bugs Life at oh, 18. Right. Okay, yeah. Um, in between them, I have Brave. Right. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, my next three would be Good Dinosaur, Brave, Bugs Life. Brave is my number sixteen. That would have been the next thing I mentioned. So, okay, yeah, we're we're, we're in all these areas. We're sort of entering like areas where I could really. It's like the Olympics. Like they're within milliseconds of each other, placing and sure. hitting the podium. Yeah. And so it's just like. It just depends on what you like. Who 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 was best that day? Who was in best form? Right. When I you know, for, saw it, that movie. I, agreed. I think the Good Dinosaur. Um, it, it's 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 not fine. It, it's it's weak. Um, yeah. It's ultimately kind of forgettable. Yeah. Um, Brave, I think, is also forgettable. I think that you know between the two of them, to me, those are the two movies that I care the least about. Yeah. Right. Like like Cars two and Toy Story four are awful, but I'm at least passionate about how awful they are. <laughs> yeah. Like The Good Dinosaur and Brave, to me, are so forgettable. I just I, I most of the time I forget they exist, and then when you remind me, I'm like, oh yeah, what were they about? I kind of remember. Yeah. Um. And and so yeah, they just kind of fall in that weird territory for me the good dinosaur is uh, my my son loves it of course and sure. you know the uh, like we said at the time the animation is very gorgeous except for the character design um but it's just really simple and it's devoid of a lot of the things that are the other pixar movies are, are rich in and so yeah. it just it it comes down here just simply for being kind of a, just sort of nondescript as a as a movie and again not really living up to the the brand standards in my opinion yeah, sure. Yeah, um, that makes sense. A Bug's Life. I mean, I've, I love that, you know, as a kid, but I mean, you know, they've, they've done so much better since that was their second movie. And, yeah. you know, it's inventive and everything, but, you know, it's it hasn't aged well. The animation's not that great uh, yep. today. And, um, you know, the it's uh, it's sort of like a, I think someone compared it to structurally like the um, the seven samurai, the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, that's yeah. essentially what Flick is doing. He's going out and, and inadvertently hires a round putting of, a team together. Yeah, puts a team together to come liberate yeah. his town from the from sure the, from the cowboy menace. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Hopper. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not untrue for me. Again, it's kind of forgettable. Like uh, I, you know, it's the second film that Pixar made. For me, I uh, I don't think I've revisited this in a long time, yeah. and uh, and I think there's a reason for that. I think it's just ultimately kind of boring. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't say it's boring. It's, it's again, it's just it's, it's more down there for what it doesn't do than what it does do. Sure. Um. So, and it really gets yeah. no points for being an early film. You know. Right. Um, I wouldn't do that. Um. Rattata- and and while while we're here, sorry. Oh, uh, sorry. The Good Dinosaurs, seventy six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Brave is seventy eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. Uh, A Bug's Life is at ninety two. Huh. I guess yeah. Bugs Life has more emotional highs and lows. It's got more sure. of a, uh, an, uh, an arc for Flick, I guess. Sure. That's always that fun, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, I Let's see. I have Brave at 16, so I have Brave in three-star territory. And I think I just resp- – I think there's just maybe a little more in the story there for me than – Sure. Um, again, it's it could – this is a, a pack of films that, I, that we have to rank. So it's like, well, yeah. what, what gets the higher slot and why? Yeah, um, yeah. Ratatouille's down at two stars for me. Um, and John was really surprised by that. And I just, yeah, I'm said, surprised by that. I just said, because it's just personal preference. I don't really have a desire to watch Ratatouille again. It doesn't have a lot of rewatch value for me. It's mm. not that it's not a, a, a wonderfully, you know, I say cultural, like it's one of those films, like I know how much research went to Ratatouille. I know how much research Pixar does on their films and how much they really try to nail uh, an atmosphere when they make movies and how authentic they wanted, authentically French they wanted to make it, um, and authentically culinary. I just, at the end of the day, wasn't really into the premise, uh, yeah. into Linguini's whole growth and his his whatever his familial connection to to the chef, and yeah. um, it just comes down to like it was a solid film, and and it certainly deserves praise. Um, but other people have more of a personal love for it than I do. I just don't. I, I don't I don't have that for that movie. Yeah, no, I, I have it at number Ratatouille all the way through like twice. Okay, yeah. so I have it. I have it at number nine on my list. Um, I, I I really enjoy it. Um, I I do find myself rewatching it quite often. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I I love the uh the meta narrative that um that exists in this film. That uh, it's basically explaining the story of Disney. Um, oh. and so so you have Brad Garrett's character, um, Gusto, who uh is Walt Disney and he's dead and what's happening to his company, you know, in his absence is they're turning him into a brand. They're turning him into this, you know, weird, you know, hodgepodge of ideas that he never actually had. Um, and then, and then you have like this new hotshot chef coming in and, you know, all this stuff, right? Like, like it's a, it, it is a, even down to like the critics who were kind of, uh, down on Disney for a while and then kind of get turned around once Pixar, the new guy comes in and saves it. And, you know, it, it's really meta and, and, you know, and I really love that about it. It's, it's a story about Disney that flew under Disney, ra- Disney's radar because they wouldn't have allowed that movie to be made if it had been about Disney. Right. Um, and so I, I really enjoy that. And, and maybe you could say that that was unintentional. It's coincidental. I think it's, I think it's too on the nose to be coincidence. Um, you know, the fact that it's about a rat and not a mouse, I think it's just too on the nose. I think it's, I I think it's there. Um, and so, so for me, uh, I, I really enjoy the rewatch value of it. Um, but again, I, I would also say this is one of their less emotional films. Um, there, there are a few emotional beats here and there. That's clearly Um, what, what gets me more than anything. 
Right. But, but by the end, but, but again, you know, I, I, I like the ideas that it presents so much that it, it, you know, negates any, any absence of emotion, but I will say I do still connect to the characters and I do still enjoy watching them. And I think it's an interesting, you know, kind of dual protagonist structure where you have two protagonists that, that alone can't accomplish the goals that they have, but together can accomplish the same goal, but it's actually different goals. And, uh, and it's a really cool film structurally. So just from a structure, like storytelling perspective, I really dig it. All right. And, uh, the rest of my three star section, I've got Wally at number 15. Oh, wow. And I've I've got monsters Inc at number 14. Okay. Um, what, where are you at around those sections? So I have at number so, I'm sorry, sorry. What numbers were you on again? I was on 15 and 14, but I also 15 and 14. So yeah. Okay. So so oh, let yeah, me catch 16. up here. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my 17, 16, 15, and and I'll stop there. Okay. Um, so so 17, I have Finding Dory. Okay. Uh, I I feel like Finding Dory is another cash grab kind of a movie. It reminds me of Cars 2. It's a lot more watchable, mm. but it's side character who's kind of annoying goes on an adventure <laughs> by themselves, yeah. and it's just kind of yeah. Eh, it's it's just unnecessary, and um, it's very Cars 2 ish. And so so for me, it, it's a lot better than Cars 2. It's obviously watchable, but it it's just down there for me. Right. Um. And then above that, I have Cars. The first cars okay um the first cars to me is um is good but not great yeah it serves its purpose and does what it's supposed to do however i don't find myself re-watching it and uh it's just kind of it's just kind of there and it's the same with finding dory i don't rewatch that um so so yeah they're both you know like they're not forgettable, but they just aren't rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number 15, I have onward. Um, okay. Ag- again, I think it'll fall into that similar territory where, um, although, although we're actually pushing up to the rewatchable section, but right. I think, I think like finding Dory and cars aren't very rewatchable onward, I think would be the, the lowest rewatchable film for me. All right. So, we're definitely in the middle of my, the my broad middle section where the mm-hmm. where I would consider the good films are. Yeah, um, I would agree. Right, I'm at the good. Yeah, yeah, the grade is above this for me. And then, mm. um, so Wally, I really am into in a lot of ways, um, but in other ways, I'm just not <laughs> into it. Sure, sure. Um, it's I don't really have anything against Wally, except that it's just it and Monsters Inc. to me are both like these are enjoyable to sit down and watch, and I and I enjoy sitting down and watching them for for different reasons. Um, but when you look at this entire list, it's like what would I rather watch today? It's neither of those movies. Sure. Um, and it, again, it's just I mean, there's a lot more like emotional stuff in Wally, and a lot more subtlety um, with how they executed it. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, as you'll see, as the list goes on, I tend to be into a lot more like not plot heavy, but, but, um, um, adventure, adventure based. And I'm saying all these things that, that Wally is, but, um, sure. I, I like more of a quest, more of a, yeah. Yeah. I guess or so. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Wally is a relatively small story character wise. It's, it you is. know, it's, it it's is. got a really small set of characters, but it's on mm-hmm. a pretty, 
grand scale and it wants to say something about the environment and that's all great as well. Um, it just didn't capture my heart or imagination and monster sure. Inc is again, really solid. Um, but you know, these are, these are my mid grades, you know, these, yeah. uh, and then brave is at 16 still. And for mm-hmm. the reasons we talked about already, um, mm-hmm. since we talked about a couple of these movies, I'll go ahead and do my, my 13, 12, 11. And sure. these are my three and a half stars. Um, so we've got 13, we have up 12 mm-hmm. is finding Dory. 11 is onward. So we already okay. talked about Onward, all the reasons that it's, I mean, again, 22 films, mathematically Onward is in the middle. Yep. Um, uh, Finding Dory, I thought was a, you're right, it's 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 structurally and financially the same um, uh, reason for being as Cars 2 is, but it's a lot less of a horrible train wreck and a lot more of, I wouldn't say like a solid or, you know, exciting character thing for Dory. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. I don't really need to explore her that much. Like I, I sure. throughout the movie, I'm thinking, I don't feel the need to go through any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just enjoy the world. And, um, and so that's what makes it rewatchable for me is I just think that may, you know, these characters that they made in this world and doing, doing an underwater movie is so interesting that, that, mm-hmm. that, feeling carries over into this film as well. If they made a third movie, sure. I think I'd be like, okay, stop. Like right, you know, right, right. finding crush or whatever, the, you know, whatever it's going to be. Yep. Yep. Um, probably. Um, finding Nigel, the Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah. The Pelican like or whatever. The, yeah. The Pelican. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I, that's, I guess those are my, my reasons for, uh, for those guys. Where, where, what's, what's around that area for you? So my 14 is cars three. Um, this is the highest of the cars movies for me. Um, and, and, um, it's the freshest on my mind. I watched it the most recently. Um, but I will say like, I was very surprised by this film. It was, it was, so I, I'm hard pressed to find a movie that like, reclaims its reason for existence as strongly as cars three does. Um, cars two like ruins everything. And then three comes around and is like, no, 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 this is how you make a cars movie. Um, Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like swept under the rug. Uh-huh. Mater has like 12 lines in the movie. Like yep. it's, it, it, they, they push it off to the side and they, it's yeah. like, they finally realized, Oh, our protagonist is lightning McQueen. Yeah. Let's give him some not, drama. Not tow and, Mater. Right. And I could tell from the get go that it was like, okay, this is a sports movie. Yeah. This is an underdog story. Yep. This is the story of aging out of uh, something that you love. Yep. And uh, and that's a lot of really good meaty material. Yeah. And uh, and and I just loved Cars 3. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um and uh, and 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 I'll rewatch it, I'm sure. Um you know, still some of the things bother me with Cars just in general. Yeah. Um but uh, which keeps it from being higher on the list. But I, I just I really enjoyed Cars Three, so sue me. Um, Thirteen, I have Up, um, which was that exactly where you That's had exactly it? Exactly where I had it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Up is oh, Thirteen. I didn't even talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah up's um, not as good as I remember. I saw it like a month ago, and I was like, oh, yeah. I used to think this was. I thought it was gonna be like my top ten, and it's and it's yeah. Um, it's it's fun and everything. It's just I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's maybe just, I don't know if I've, if it's my feelings about Mr. Fredrickson and I, I'm just not as much into mm. what's going on with mm. him as I am. Um, other protagonists on, on this list. 
Sure. I, I, I think that makes sense. Uh, for me, it's, um, yeah, I'm just not as connected to, to like, I, I like Carl. I think I'm just not as connected to, uh, the kid, whatever his name is, Russell. I can't remember. Russell, yeah. uh, Russell and Doug, you know, I, I'm just not very connected to them as characters. Um, and you know, Kevin, the quiet, weird animal sidekick, um, again, there are better. Yeah. Quiet, weird animal sidekicks. Um, and so, um, so yeah, it's just kind of, it's just there, yeah. and, but, but it's good. And and I think it's better than cars three. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy it and, uh, and uh, you know, it's good. I, but, but again, I, I, I will rewatch it and I will have no problem rewatching it on any given day, but I think it, it's just, you know, there, there are films that are better. Um, my number 12, which I know we're going to disagree on is Incredibles two. Um, Incredibles Ooh. two is, is kind of middle of the list for me. Uh-huh. It's, um, it, it, so it doesn't live up to what the Incredibles was, which for me is, you know, still maybe the perfect superhero movie. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, maybe, and, um, Incredibles two is good. Um, but I think there's at least for me, uh, there's some weird walk backs and like step backwards in this, which I wasn't expecting. Um, you know, one thing that, that I think maybe we talked about in our review of it and, and it's just always stuck with me is, is the feeling that like it sort of rewrites a little bit of the first film in that by the end of the first film, you kind of get the, in. it's never stated, but you kind of get the feeling that supers are welcome back into society. And then in Incredibles two, it's like, ah, but not really. And, and so it's still an uphill battle to, to have them be accepted. And, and, and I get it like realistically, if this were an intended, you know, sequel that came out, you know, a year after two years, three years after the Incredibles right. and was always intended, I would understand. But with the Incredibles, I feel like I sat with that for so long and that that was what I took away from it. That was the implication Yeah. that now when you take that away from me, it feels jarring to me. At the same um, time, it could be argued that they weren't sure they're going to make a sequel until after the first one was like, so well received. So for them, it, it rounds out more to have the film end with supers being accepted. And then for a sequel, you have to realize like, Oh, we need, we can't it's really have, we can't really have public opinion on their side right away. So we're going to have to right. retcon that, that, or maybe people change their minds. I don't know. Again, it, it makes complete sense. Like, you know, story wise, it's just, to me, it ruins what like head canon that I had, I have accepted for a decade. Right. Of like, not a decade, but you know what I mean? Uh, of, of, for quite a while of like, Oh, things are better now. And supers are, are out in the open and that's great. But and the film yeah. ends with that sentiment. And then immediately at the end of the first film and the beginning of this film, their concurrent is yep. they, there's a big, um, destructive mm-hmm. uh, pursuit that happens and yep. the criminal gets away and yep. there's a bunch of damage. So you might be able to argue within the plot that everything was fine. And then everyone was really quickly reminded of why they're outlawed in the first place. And then public opinion turned. And I would agree. I would agree. I, again, it makes sense story wise, but, but 
but as a viewer, yeah. when you watch The Incredibles and it's it ends with the shirt rip and the and the mask goes on and then yeah. you have the bombastic score, da 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 da, and it's like, oh snap! In your mind, in your in your brain, as you walk out of the theater, is they're beating the crap out of the Underminer and they're going to save the day. Yeah, and this is great. It's a brand new optimistic horizon for supers. Right, and and like that's sort of the implication. And so again, I understand story wise. And like if this were like a TV miniseries or whatever, like episode two picks right up, makes sense because it was always intended, yeah. right? But for me, there there's just this little thought that like. I almost would have preferred if they had jumped forward a few months yeah. and like, and everything was great and public opinion was on their side and then something happens. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah. and then, so, so they have this short like moment of like, yeah, we're great. And that doesn't undermine the first film at all or what you <laughs> imply from it or infer from it. And then, and then all of a sudden, like then you can jump into the story and it's still the exact same. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the trajectory that that has always made sense. It's just starting it so early, like you said, concurrently with the first film. I think undermines the first film a little bit. Uh, no pun intended. And you so said I think undermined that, twice. During I know. That. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I think I think that that's um, yeah. I I think that's what keeps it down for me. Um, and then and then eleven. Uh, well, I tell you what. I, I've talked for a minute. You go. Well, my okay. Well. Um, yeah, you said everything I would say about up, I guess. Um, my just to quickly put a cap on since these two films are so close. Yeah. My, in my my four star category, my my last tier of good films. Uh, number ten is Cars. Number nine is Cars Three. Um, Cars One has grown on me. Um, sure. I really didn't think it was anything special when it came out. I was just like, oh, it's kind of you know cars. But then like over the years, it's been like, wow, it's, the structure is really strong. And I, I, I keep getting impressed by structure. And um, and the more I sort of realize uh, there's, I think, oh God, I can't remember when we talked. We may, we may have talked about this in the Disney bracket thing, but I, someone pointed out that Cars and Thor are very similar films. Um, really? Yeah, structurally. Oh, um, you know what? That makes you sense. Know, banished to the little tiny, yeah. you know, southwest town. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, voluntarily and involuntarily and, you know, uh, the humbling of, of the, of the, the talented, whatever yeah, person. Um, but, uh, cars is just, I think just a really solid movie. And it's one of those, like, you know, if you're going to have the humbled, the, the humbled, um, loud guy, uh, uh, storyline, it's a good, to inter- it's a really good film for kids to be introduced to that formula with sort of a pun formula one cars two. Yep. let's not talk about yep. cars two, but sure. um so cars is up there and i really i wrestled with where to put these movies because i thought about putting cars lower but i liked it more than onward or dory or up or anything like that um and but i like cars three better and i think it's mm-hmm. the best of them i think to agreed to for them to not only come back back from cars to refocus the plot, but to do it in such a really, I mean, it really is just a, a, a duo of films about, you know, this rookie who's on top of his game. And then he actually learns how to be, you know, a whole person and, um, a selfless person, uh, and a more authentic person. And then he spends a career, however short, you know, doing that and loving it and enjoying it and then being sort of forced into retirement mm-hmm. and coming to terms with how he wants to 
leave the sport. Yeah. And, and I thought that that was a really cool thing that again, spoiler alert for cars three. I love that they spend so much of the movie. Like, how's he going to like beat Jackson storm? And then mm. at a certain point, if you're paying attention, you can see it. But I mean, if not yeah. else, then during the climax, he's like, I'm not going to beat Jackson storm because yeah. I'm too old to race like this against these new people. But yeah. this person's got promise. They want, they want it for the right reasons. And I think I'm finally motivated to actually be a crew chief. And I just really, really love that they made a movie, especially a, the third movie of, um, it's not about you. Sometimes it's not about you. And sometimes yeah. it's about how you can, contr- how you can contribute to your sport or follow your passion in a new way yeah. that makes sense for where you are now in life. And I just thought that was yeah. a really cool, mature message to to present to kids, you know? Sure. Um, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Um, what about you? So, area? so, so I have, uh, my 11 is Coco. Um, I, I really enjoy Coco. I mean, this is, this is like the, you know, starting the upper echelon for me. Um, I, I really love Coco. I think, um, its world is great. The music is great. Um, you know, I, I just love how, um, the culture that it represents is so vibrant and, and beautifully displayed. Um, it, I, I love the fact that, I mean, aside from one or two, it's devoid of big name actors, you know, that are, uh, you know, supplying these voices and, um, it just feels like a movie and, was uh, my number four. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I love Coco. I, yeah. I think it's such a good movie and, um, and it's just beautiful to watch. Yeah. Um, you know, cinematography is gorgeous. Again, the music is great. The characters, I love the character's journey here. It's, it's, you know, a kid who has a passion and loves a thing and his family doesn't support that passion. And, um, and then, you know, how emotional it gets towards the end is just, I mean, it's, it's, it's everything you want in a Pixar movie. Absolutely everything you want in a Pixar movie. So, so I love it. Uh, 11 is Coco. Um, we, we can talk more about that as we get up close to the top of the list, if you want to, or if you want to go ahead and jump in now, you can. I got, yeah. Which, which Coco? Yeah. I don't have much more to say about Coco. I'm, I'm sort yeah. of short on time, but, um, sure. but you no, know, I, I just think it's a really beautiful movie, a really, yeah. um, a really emotional movie um it's and it's just again very different from the other films it's really good that it's so deeply immersed in uh in 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 its storyline its culture and uh it just really stands out and it's just really a great movie absolutely um also maybe the most adult movie yeah i'm not sure um Anyway, uh, 10 is Monsters, Inc. Uh, we've talked a lot about Monsters. Yeah. Uh, I won't keep going, but I, I love Monsters, Inc. Uh, nine is Ratatouille. Eight is Monsters University. Um, and then that brings me up to seven. So why don't you get it caught up to seven? So these are my two four and a half star films. Eight is yep. Toy Story. Seven is Toy Story 2. Okay. Uh, for me, I again, there's, it's you know, we, we've sort of covered this a little bit, but like I just, those are just my favorite characters. And yep. there's a lot of nostalgia that goes into why, I love yep. those movies, but again, just as far as just a, such a creative premise, um, but, but mature themes explored through toys and yep. the adventures that they have, um, is just great music, great, mm-hmm. great characters. Everything is great about those two movies and I put them right on top of each other. Um, 
just, I just think they're, I think they're great. And they only yeah. are down there because everything above them are so much, are just better or just as sure. good as it gets. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, my number seven is Finding Nemo. Um, number six. Number six. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're, you know, right about there. Yeah. Um, seven. Is, so, so Finding Nemo is, um, Again, beautiful movie, um, great characters journey, love the arc for, for Marlon, um, and, uh, and Dory as a sidekick works brilliantly. Really great. Um, really love her as a foil to him. Um, you know, he's this, this stoic, like focused, determined, you know, hard headed, you know, and then she's this loosey goosey go with the flow kind of care. It's just yeah. a great pairing. Um, and, uh, and, and then all of the side characters, I mean, from the sharks to crush to every, just every single one of them, you mentioned, uh, the, uh, the, the Pelican whose name I can't remember, Nigel. uh, Nigel, yeah. um, all the, all the fish in the fish tank, they're all just great. And, uh, and so, yeah, I love finding Nemo. It's great. And it's, it's just another world that they established early on in the movies that was so unique and different and rich and, yeah, and that they're totally. clearly think is worth mining, going back and mining for. But I just love watching Finding Nemo. Every time, mm -hmm. you know, we can't figure out what to watch on Disney Plus, I turn it on because yeah. it's just the jokes are all funny. Every yeah. every sight gag is funny. It just works. The the all the seek all the action sequences are really fun. It's just mm -hmm. so inventive and it's it's I've seen it so many times and I really, really yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, my number six is Toy Story. Um, yeah. You know, nothing really more to say about Toy Story. I mean, everybody knows what it is and everybody loves it. And, you know, it, what can you say that hasn't already been said? Toy Story is great. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, what's your number five? My five is Inside Out. Uh, me too. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, that's a, that and Finding Nemo are my two five-star movies. Okay. Uh, I've, I've come around on Inside Out. I didn't used to rank it as high, but um, everyone I talked to told me I was stupid. So I, and I've seen it so many times. <laughs> Since then, and I can sure. sort of appreciate what it achieves, mm. you know, story-wise and psychologically. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I wouldn't call it as, like, exciting as the other films I like on my list um, in terms of, like, watchability. But mm -hmm. it's just, it's so creative. I have to, I have to give it credit for that. Yeah. It's so inventive and so imaginative and... Mm. And that's what storytelling is supposed to be about, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. not even it's it's, you know, maybe there's like a small character lesson in there, but the movie isn't even so much about joy as it yeah. is just about how preteen development works neurologically. Yeah. You know, it's it's so it doesn't really follow a structure in that way. And it's, it's still such really a complicated works. movie. Yeah, it, it, it it's so thoughtful. And so like I. To, to have a writer sit down and think out this this world yeah. that perfectly explains a scientific you know neurological psychological concept yeah um, is is beautiful and yeah. that's what storytelling is about yeah um, it's a it's about using you know, fiction to tell about real life. And that's exactly what this does. Um, yeah. Inside out. I mean, the, the voice work is great. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the gags are all hilarious. Um, I love it, There's just something about Amy Poehler and Phyllis that, that are just so, you know, like that, that's just such a perfect pairing. And Could so you not remember so, Phyllis's real last name. 
Phyllis Smith, Smith, is that right? I couldn't remember it. I, I wanted to say Lappin Vance, Lappin but Vance. yeah, uh, but yeah, Phyllis Smith and Amy Poehler, yeah, just just phenomenal, uh, great pairing, and and I, I love everything about them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my five. four, you've already re- revealed your four. My four, your four is Coco, was and these Coco. are these are my six star movies. They're probably okay. easy to guess now at this point, but um, yeah, yeah. You want to just give me your top four? Sure. So my four is Toy Story two. Okay. Again, not much more to say. I think it tops Toy Story one yeah. um, because it builds on that world. Yeah. It gives a more uh, personal story for Woody, who mm-hmm. is, of course, the protagonist yep. um, and builds on more than just like jealousy. Right. It's it's like right. a true building of of that character yeah. um, without Toy Story two. The other Toy Story film three doesn't work. Um, it, it's um this is this is really where it gets good here. So Toy Story 2. Um, my number three is Wally. Um, we've talked a little bit about Wally already, mm-hmm. but for me, Wally is the most sophisticated of the of all of Pixar's movies. It is done largely without dialogue, especially in the first two acts. Um, for me, I completely connect with the characters um, and, and what they're going through. Um I, I think the jokes are all funny, um, although it's not super jokey. Um, and and I love uh, just the adventure that Wally finds himself on. Um, it's a quest for uh, purpose. It's a quest for love. And it's essentially also a little bit of like a an inadvertent quest, right? He's sort of a reluctant uh, right. uh protagonist and so a reluctant hero and so so i love that about him he gets swept up into something bigger than himself and uh and i love wally i I think it's just pixar at its best um my number two i so so sorry refresh my memory what's your number three my three is incredibles two okay okay yeah. Well, but, well, why don't we talk about Incredibles 2 first? Well, I'll, I I can I kind of want to hit them all at once cuz I sort of I like them all for slightly different reasons. Okay, so so it, 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 yeah, let's hit them let's hit them all at once because my two, two my two and one are probably the same as yours. Okay. Um The Incredibles at 2, Toy yep. Story 3 at yes, 1. Yes, exactly. Um and then uh yeah, so so give your take of The Incredibles 2 and then we'll 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 hit the other so two. So The Incredibles 2, I mean, really just the, the two Incredibles movies, like I just like you said, the perfect superhero movie and I think The Incredibles is like a perfect family movie. Yeah. I think it's it's so crazy how it's so efficiently and interestingly tells us the story of a family of five really, but four yeah, characters four. Yeah. um yeah. who each grow through this really intricate and imaginative plot and how much I've grown to love the film as I've aged and, and had children because, um, you know, it's just more personal for me and, and I love superheroes and I love my kids, my family. So like, it's, it's, uh, a really great movie to watch and just sort of derive a lot of personal meaning from, you know, with the, the, the father going through the sort of the, the, Oh, I'm not so great anymore. I used to be great. Like, I wish I was still great. Am I still great? Do I, can I be great? And, you know, and, and I just, I just, I love everyone's story so much, but especially yeah. that of, of Bob and Incredibles too. I, I sort of like it as a marriage story. I like it as a, as a husband learning to appreciate his wife's talents and, mm. and that part of what makes him worth, you know, part of what makes him have worth isn't just his ability to do his job, but it's his, his ability to support his wife 
in her job. And mm. I just liked that as an allegory for, for a give and take in a marriage and how he grows yeah. from being Mr. Mom in the house, dealing with his, his third kid manifesting his powers and how he learns his kids rhythms and, and juggles it. And, and that's part of what makes him Mr. Incredible. Yeah. And just totally. on a final personal note, every time we watch the Incredibles, my son points to Bob and says, daddy, that's you. And <laughs> that's like the best thing. That's like the nicest thing he's ever said to me. You know, it's, sure. it's, it's really cool. Whether it's because he's the father of three kids or because he really thinks I'm great. It's so nice to hear. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think The Incredibles is is arguably the perfect superhero movie. It gives a a full and complete arc to four different characters. Um, and and when I watched it most recently, I was so like, I, I obviously have always loved this movie, but my jaw just dropped because I realized this is storytelling at its best. Like yeah. like you you can't take four characters and give them all satisfying arcs. Oh wait, yes you can. The Incredibles already did it. And like, it's so good. Um, every beat, every scene, so focused, so tight. You can't remove any of them. It's, it's, you know, uh, enjoyable for kids and enjoyable for adults, uh, because there's a whole added layer to it with, you know, marital struggles and, and, you know, trust issues and blah, blah, blah. It's just great. I love it. Um, and and then Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3. It's, it's so We've said it so much on the show yeah, and yeah. we only have two minutes to talk about it anyways, but yeah, like yeah. it's, it's just perfect. It's the perfect cap off the perfect send off. Um, and, uh, it's so good for so many reasons. And, yeah. uh, for every reason that we like movies, it's why Toy Story 3 is so good. Absolutely. It, it's, it's, it somehow manages to cap off because Toy Story 4 doesn't exist, um, a, a perfect trilogy, um, and, and gives those characters, um, more than just Woody, by the way, gives their characters a, a complete and satisfying ending, um, that, you know, we had talked a little bit before, before the break, um, maybe yesterday about, uh, onward kind of coaxing emotion out of you. Toy Story 3 doesn't take any coaxing. I watched that movie and before I even knew I was crying, I was crying. And and it's the only film on this list that has successfully made tears fall from my eyes. Um, and so it's number one. It, it you know, I felt emotion and uh, and I love it. And I've rewatched it a billion times. And even though I do not cry every time, I will always cherish that first time I saw Toy Story 3. It's just it's just uh, it's great. I love it. It's going it to be hard to top. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's our list. Um, yeah, it's, Ooh, it, was, exhausted. it was so hard to make it. I sat down like a, on a Saturday and just tried to make it. It was so hard. It, it's so tough. And, you know, a lot of these like ask me again in six months and I'll reorder them. Like it, it, it's it's great. I mean, I think I think the top five are pretty, pretty yeah cemented but but some of these you mentioned earlier it's like a, it's like an olympic race they it's a photo finish on a yeah. lot of these and and it could go either way um but but you know i i just really love all of these movies except for you toy story 4 and cars 2 <laughs> um all right that's it um, that's it all right dude well let's do this again uh next week i don't know what we're gonna talk about but i don't i don't want to know i have no idea I know. We'll figure it out. We'll see. Um, We'll see. Okay. That's it. See you later, Dustin. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.